Hello and welcome to Teach On Teach On podcast. This is episode 104 and it's our first episode that is on the new day which is going to be a Thursday. So if you've been listening for the past year, we've had a routine of having two episodes a week on Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, And now we're just changing things up a little bit. I'm going to try something new and we're going to go to once a week. Most of it is time management because I am still teaching. So I'm finding that I think once a week is going to be a little bit more manageable for me. But also I think midweek is when we really need our boost as teachers. So you can download this one midweek or whenever you want, really. That's the great thing about podcasts. You can listen to them when you like. But if you're looking for a bit of new inspiration throughout the week, Thursdays is going to be the day that we're going to be talking on this podcast. So what is the Teach On Teach On podcast? If you're new and you have no idea what this is all about, then I'll quickly tell you. It is a podcast, especially for teachers, to help us with all things to do with our social emotional intelligence and things like the skills that we need to be efficient teachers like resilience and our well-being and just mindset and practical strategies that can help all of us teachers whatever we teach whatever age range we teach we all need a similar skill set so no one ever helps us with this (laughs) like when we're going through teacher training or college we're taught a lot about the pedagogy the professional development is well covered but no one really helps or supports us with the other side and the thing that I suppose are the skills that help us keep going through the challenges of teaching because there are many of them as we know. So this podcast is just really to help you do that and if you have any questions at any point or there's topics that you would like to be covered please do get in touch. You can email me at katie at and I will feature your question. Let's get straight into today's episode then. Today we're going to be talking about digital well-being. Now well-being is covered a lot on the internet. If you just search up well-being, it's everywhere. I don't know where you are, but in the UK, well-being is is becoming a bit of a buzzword and schools are now some schools are starting to implement policies to help teachers with well-being to make sure that it's at the forefront because it's such an important topic. But not all schools are doing that, I'm afraid. But anyway, we're getting closer, hopefully. And this is going to be more to do with digital well-being. I haven't seen much on this online, to be honest with you, especially for teachers. But it's such an important topic for us because we are inundated with technology. And that can have, obviously, incredible benefits. But it can have some drawbacks, too. And it can affect our well-being negatively in some aspects. So today's episode, I'm going to give you some tips with different ways that you can manage your digital well-being as well. So I have got about six or so different tips that I want to share with you today of things that I have been implementing and finding a real benefit as a teacher too. So the first thing, there is science that supports the fact that our TVs and our screens and our phones are sending off blue light, I'm not going to go into the details of it, but there's some blue light or whatever that triggers our brain into thinking this is daylight, therefore I must be awake. And that's causing havoc with sleep schedules and things like that. So there's a really simple hack that I found that can help you with this. For our phones and our computers, there is some software that can actually take out the extreme blue tones from the screens and it kind of gives it a nice orangey glow, which simulates sunset and helps you 
feel a bit more sleepy when you're on your technology in the evenings. So for your phone, it's really easy. Whether you've got an Android or Apple, you should be able to find night mode on your phone. If you don't know where that is, just Google it, but it's probably gonna be somewhere in settings. So if you go to settings on your phone and then go to display settings, if you've got something that sounds kind of like that, I imagine it will be there and you'll want to look for night mode. And what that would do, it puts a warm glow. I've set mine to start getting warmer, so to speak, around sunset time, uh, a little bit later than sunset. So currently it's now mid-October, so I'm setting it about eight o'clock in the evening where I live so that I can start winding down for a couple of hours without the glaring blue lights. So for your phone, yes, I would definitely put that on there. You can control when you want it to do it. And it's really nice. It just gives a nice warm tone to it. So it's just not so blinding for you. And for your computer is a great software that's free and it's called Flux. So that's F dot L-U-X. So if you could type in f.lux, you can download something for your computer and that does the same thing. And it can it can do like a smart version so it can detect your time zone and do it automatically for you to start getting warmer in the evenings or you can manually set it whatever you prefer. But I have found that significantly helpful. It's really nice for helping just promote a bit of healthier sleep in the evenings. Haven't found one for the TV yet, so you might just want to start winding down using watching TV at night if you think it's affecting your sleep. So that's the first thing. With digital well-being, sleep is absolutely important, and the technology we're using is emitting a blue light, especially in the evenings, which is not ideal for us. So try and do what you can to eliminate those. So that's flux, F dot L U X, and night mode on your phones. Okay, step two related to this is avoid using technology 30 to 60 minutes before or after bed. This is hard. I know we kind of have this instinct now to check our phones right before we go to sleep and check our phones right when we wake up. And the problem with that is not only the blue light thing, but also mental stimulation. You want to try and wind down in the evening. If you want a good sleep, your brain can't be going 100 miles an hour before you try and close your eyes. You've got to give yourself time to relax. So I have a rule of 30 to 60 minutes before I go to sleep. No phones, no. At best, I will read. That's the most stimulation I'll give myself. But other than that, phones need to be off. I also don't want to be disturbed with notifications and stress while I'm trying to wind down in my night routine, you know. And then the same for the morning. Worst thing we can do is start checking our phones with what have I missed? What emails have come through? What messages on social media do I have? It's too much first thing in the morning and it's worrying about other people's problems, which is not a great way to start your day. So best thing is don't look at it or because we can't all do that and some of us use our phones as alarms, you can put it on airplane mode. And that's the third tip. So if you put it on airplane mode at night, you won't get any notifications or disturbances or text messages or any social media updates until you choose to turn it off. So I like to give myself about an hour in the mornings of just me time and doing what I need to do at home before I worry about what the rest of the world wants from me, you know. So that's another really great tip just for keeping things in balance for you. Okay, so so far we have flux and night mode. Number two, we've got don't use technology before or after bed. And then number three, put it on airplane mode so you don't get any disturbances throughout the night. Number four, turn off unnecessary notifications. 
Like seriously, I don't need to be notified every time someone posts something on Instagram or this tweet comes through or this text message or student posts something on Google Classroom. No, I do not need to know this 24-7. It's too much information. We're being bombarded and it's not really good for us. So you can go through your apps. You can actually turn off notifications individually from each of your apps. Again, you need to refer to your phone's guide and manual of how to do that because everyone's is different. But you do have that control. You don't have to be notified of everything. Okay, so I personally have turned off email notifications for my school email on my phone. <laughs> I have the emails on my phone, bear in mind, but I will only check it by choice. So I might say, right, I am now willing to go and see what emails are on there, but I don't want notifications because you know what it's like. You'll see that pop up and you'll be like, oh my God, I need to deal with this right now. And that causes extra stress. Whereas if you don't know it's there, you know, ignorance is bliss and everything's great. So I turn off notifications for things like that. My work email on my phone. I don't really want to be notified constantly. Certain apps for social media, I turn off as well. So I've really just got the crucial things that I want to be notified about. Okay, number five. Right, if you've listened to me before, you know I'm a big fan of mood tracking and things like that. And I have one, a printed one, that you can get for free actually on my website. So if you go to teachersresourceforce.com forward slash mood tracker, you can get one for free. And it's just a, um, it's kind of like a pixel chart where you color in your mood for a certain day. Um, And then what that does is it gives you an overview over a period of time so you can track patterns and you can see, oh, look, Mondays are particularly bad for me. (laughs) Or you can say, look, during the holidays, this happens. Or look, I seem to be getting really angry at this time of the month, every month. You know, you've got these kinds of patterns that you can monitor. And it's really helpful for future planning as well. So you can say, look, I tend to struggle towards the beginning of the week. So I'm going to plan something to help me feel better about myself at the beginning of the week. So maybe I'm going to book myself a massage or maybe I'm going to make sure I do this and have this routine in place. It's really, really great to do that. I found a digital version as well, which I also find is quite nice because this one that I'll share with you in a minute actually puts things into graphs and shows you patterns and it gives you a little reminder put your mood in which sometimes I have forgotten to do on the paper one but this one when you've got digital reminder what I like is I can actually then put that into my paper one as well because I do like to have both I'm weird like that I don't know if you're like me and you like digital and paper planning but yeah so this app is great it tracks your moods and you can analyze patterns and puts it into graphs and you can also indicate what activities you've been doing on certain days and then it will also be able to track your happiness or whatever on those activities so for example I will track my mood and then I'll say if I was at work that day and so it can see look 70% of the time you're really happy at work (laughs) you can get that kind of information as well it's just really useful tool so this app is also free and it is called Dailyo so that's D-A-Y-L-I-O Dailyo and that's on Apple and Android, I think. So you can download that for free and have fun tracking your moods and seeing what patterns arise from that and what you can do to help combat any potential down moments that you might have that seem to be regular. Okay, and then the final tip is if you're like me and you kind of like ambient sounds and things like that to help calm you down... There are so many apps and things that you can choose for that, but I personally just like YouTube. 
and I like calming sounds or guided meditation on YouTube. So I will, for example, put on a thunderstorm. Yeah, I'm weird like that. I like thunderstorms. They relax me. So I'll put on a thunderstorm in the background and I'll just sit with that and have a cup of tea and read a book. And that is just so great for my well-being personally. It just makes me really happy. <laughs> so you can do that with any sounds. YouTube's absolute vast library of different things on there, as you know. So whatever makes you happy, whether it's the ocean, whether it's the jungle, <laughs> no judgment. I like thunderstorms personally and rain. That's my thing. Good job I live in England because we have a lot of that. Uh, so put on some ambient sounds and then just enjoy snuggling up with whatever makes you happy. So those are my six tips for digital well-being. So how we can use technology and actually how we can control technology to ensure that we are feeling good about ourselves. So I'll quickly run through those tips again, just to summarize, make sure you got everything clearly. So number one was controlling the blue light that comes out of technology that keeps us awake. So the site I suggested you go to is fluxf.lux. So just put that into Google and it'll come up and then using night mode on your phones or tablets. The second thing was don't use technology 30 to 60 minutes before you go to bed or after you wake up. Three, put your phone on airplane mode at night so you don't get any disturbances when you wake up in the morning and it doesn't wake you up. Four, turn off unnecessary notifications. Number five, track your moods with an app called Dailyo. And then number six, use YouTube or other websites for calming sounds or guided meditation. Okay, so I hope those are helpful and you learned something new or you try some of them out. If you do, let me know what you think um, and whether they've helped you in any way. Hopefully they do. Technology is an absolutely wonderful tool. I love it. I wouldn't want to go back to pre-technology. I like this world, but we do have to use it to our advantage and control it in other ways because it's very easy for technology to become quite intrusive in our lives because just everything is on tap and in a way that's good but also in a way it's bad so we need to set up boundaries too so I hope this kind of gives you some ideas in order to do that so a reminder you can get in touch with me at katie at teachersresourceforce.com and also if you have found value in this episode or in any previous episodes that you've heard so far please leave a review that's the only thing I ask in return for the value that I provide for you. This is just me giving back. I want to do my bit for my fellow teachers because Lord knows we need support from one another. And all I ask in return is a review on whatever platform you listen to. So whether that's iTunes or whether you listen to it on Android, find how to leave a review for me, please. Um, so other people can see this message and hear what we're talking about and it can help them too. That's really it. That's all I ask in return. So leave a review, drop me an email. Uh, you can find me on social media as well. I'm at Teachers Resource Force everywhere. Yeah, and I really look forward to hearing from you. So until next Thursday, I hope you have a wonderful week and you continue to teach on AP Instructions.